When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays is back and the Celtics are down 1-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals in what kind of felt like a rerun of the 2020 East Finals. My name is Brian Robb, joined by Brendan Jackson, who said quite profoundly in uh, right before halftime of Game 1 that all the Celtics really had to do here is keep up the energy heading into the third quarter of Game 1. And Brendan, that um, didn't exactly happen there, if we mm. are going to put it kindly. It did not. It did not. And it was a huge bummer, too, because... They were playing really well in the first half, moving the ball, getting open shots, uh, getting to the rim at will, getting Rob involved, obviously. It was great. It was perfect. And then that's exactly what happened. And you could see shades of it in the second quarter. I mean, Jalen Brown had a rough game the whole game, maybe outside of the last three minutes when it was over and they were scrambling. Uh, And and you could really see that they were tired. They were tired. Tatum and Brown were tired. And so it's a little daunting. It's a little scary going forward if this is going to continue without Smart and Horford. Right. And so, yeah, let's talk about that first half a little bit more before we get into the uh, the carnage. Mm-hmm. Um, with Jalen, we've, you know, he, he's delivered duds this postseason, but he was, you know, under the radar, really, really good in game six and game seven, just, um, you know, being that supplemental piece and, very good decision-making. I think the biggest red flag for me and Jalen this game was like, there was some serious defensive regression to like early career Jalen that would, you know, get cured from his teammates and Brad Stevens at time from just not being rotations and stuff. And I think, yeah, a lot of that can have come to do with fatigue, but he's going to be tested a lot more in this series with just the way Miami plays. And obviously the Celtics had a, a couple security blankets out with smart and Horford, which, you know, we'll get to later, and it was a clearly big deal. But so the Heat, Heat were down bodies too. And but is do you just look at this for Jalen as just a, a one off, or were there any other you know bigger red flags there? I mean, I'm a pessimist by nature, so if my first reaction is, "What is going on? Does he have COVID? You know, does he have like? Because sure. he looked like he was in a fog." Um, and I think the truth is, he's probably just physically, mentally tired, and he had a bad game. And he, you know, he's capable of playing better. I think he will play better. I think he likes playing, even though it's hard. I think he likes playing against Jimmy Butler. You know, he loves and respects Jimmy Butler. He wants to model his game after him, that kind of stuff. And so I think 
he will play better. I really do. Like if you ask me, you know, put my pessimism aside and my anger aside at how they played, I do think he'll play better, but you hit the nail on the head. There were like, there was a whole sequence and I tweeted about it. Uh, I think it was in the second quarter where he lost his man like three times just on like, not even like tough pick and rolls where he got stapled to it or like weird misdirection stuff. No, just like absolute brain fog stuff. And it's like, it looked like it was Jalen Brown rookie year, Marcus Smart shouting in his face again. (laughs) And, uh, and you know, he's not that player anymore. So that's where I'm thinking, you know, if they can get over this fatigue hump, if they literally just get treatment and rest for the next, you know, 30 hours, I think hopefully knock on wood, we'll see a much better performance out of him in game two. Yeah. And I guess we're at like where we started. I mean, there was, you know, plenty of, blame to go around once we get to the third quarter of this game but like the rest this will look like a missed opportunity here in game one because the rest of the team just played so well offensively in um in the first half here tatum was lights out Peyton pritchard really got it going there rob williams would look like his you know regular season rob williams which is a huge development potentially going forward in the series if um if the calf cramping he had isn't really a big factor there and so for them to shoot like 59% in the first half and only be up eight. Like that was a red flag in itself. And, and I think Jalen was a big part of that because if like, if Jalen has his head on straight, like maybe they're up, you know, 15 to 20 there and, and the second half looks different. Totally. And I, I'm pretty sure the heat shot almost 50%. So like, yeah. you know, a Celtic shot 60%. Well, the heat shot 50%. So you're absolutely right. Only up eight. That was the way the second quarter ended, not to keep, you know, I want, I know we want to talk about some positives and we definitely will. There are definitely some positives out of this game. Um, but like the way the second quarter ended where you could have been up 17 or so, you know, you really could have, you're never going to put this heat team away, but like you really could have made your life in your third quarter much easier and you just couldn't do it. But, you know, bad turnovers late in the second half, uh, settling for jumpers, not hitting wide open shots. Like just, it was a bummer. Um, and so uh, wh- one positive thing going forward is they had their worst quarter. I think I saw someone tweet it out in like the last 10 years. I mean, 14 points to 39 to such a glaring. And I know we're going to get there and they still only lost by 11. And it yeah. a lot of it was like, you know, uh, the, the heat, I think, continued to play a little bit when their bench went in. So it's like, you know, and Struess hit like that shot from the parking lot. And I know he's capable of doing that, but he's not going to do it for all seven games. So as much as that third quarter was terrible, I, I do think there's some silver linings. I didn't think so last night, but after <laughs> sleeping on it a little bit, I do think there are some silver linings out of this game. So what's, let's get into the third quarter now. I can't help it. Every time it's, you try to, it's, I know, like, we, I'm, we, I'm just, Oh yeah. It's there. Yeah. You, I mean, there's, <laughs> it, there's nothing. I mean, the, let me pull up the, the actual box score here. So it's 39, 14. It was, I think 13% shooting. Um, eight turnovers all by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It was, it was the, the perfect storm of like, you know, those guys talked after the game and it was like, yeah, you know, that was on me. That was me. Like, yeah, it was on. Yeah. That was <laughs> pretty like, there's, there's literally nowhere else to point in that sequence. And I guess the, like, 
I'll go back and watch it today, but like what's what stood out to you the most beyond the obvious of like, you know, they just were out of gas and were not focused and were making terrible pass after terrible pass. So I think the two things that bugged me the most is something that Tatum is if he's I mean, he's already a very good player. He's already one of the top players in the league. So this is kind of silly saying this, but if he's really going to become transcendent, he's got to stop the pouting when he does something stupid or does something bad or they get a steal or his teammate doesn't do exactly what he wants him to do, or he's mad at the refs, whatever it is, like you got to keep playing. Like there was a time later on in the game where he turns the ball over and Neesmith had that unbelievable block. Right. And we'll get to Neesmith's play in a second, but unbelievable block. But no one was there to help him because guys like Tatum just gave up on the play. He, he literally, if you watch him, when he throws those soft passes, he just stops as soon as the ball is turned over. And part of me gets it. They play all these games and the probability of him getting a stop and getting back on defense when someone's going like Jimmy Butler is going full speed. It, that's hard. But like, it's just such a bad look and it's such a bad sort of for morale that you're going to turn the ball over and then not give a shit, you know? And it's just like, or obviously he cares, but like he doesn't care enough to help you out, especially if you're running back as a role player. So that's the first thing that bothered me. The second thing that bothered me was these passes the or these, these turnovers and these bad play was basketball 101 stuff. So like, you know, throwing the... Jalen Brown's getting overplayed by Jimmy Butler. Right. And he's, you know, he's trying to establish position at the top of the, the three point line, top of the arc and trying to get the ball just so we can get some, you know, off ball action. Right. And Jason Tatum just throws that lazy pass. I think he did it two or three times. And it's like, you can't do that. You can't do that to anyone, let alone Jimmy Butler, the guy's hunting for this stuff. So that, that just, that annoyed me. And it's again, going back to basketball 101, like if guys hunting and you know, that's the guy, what he wants to do and he's overplaying, you know, have Jalen, you know, tell Jalen Brown, like go back door, have another or go back door to bring Jimmy Butler away and then have a guy curl up and replace him. Like literally like Grant Williams was wide open on, or would have been wide open had Jalen Brown curled or gone back door. And then, um, you know, when uh, later on in the quarter, when uh, Tatum drove in to a crowd and got the ball stripped, like Grant was wide open for a three. Like yeah. this stuff is just, they're just not driving and kicking in the first half. He got to the rim at ease. Obviously Miami made an adjustment. They're very well coached, really smart basketball players and the Celtics didn't. And whew, that was a rant. I'm sorry, but those things just like, they still bother me now. <laughs> right. I mean, you just look the fact that this happened you know, it's when it's like, it's like happens for two or three minutes. You have a couple of those. The fact that it, it was totally literally 12 straight minutes. And it was not just that it was, you know, the heat had 17 free throw attempts in the period. It was, so when the Southern were turning the ball over, they were just biting on bad pump fakes. And I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, Butler got everything and more from the officials in this game, but that, I think that's going to be a theme for the series. And in, in a quarter like that, it's like, that's when a, that's going to happen. But to me, you know, looking back at it now, I just wonder, and it's, I mean, it's almost, it's really tough since the Celtics were shorthanded, but like Tatum played that whole quarter, like Jalen player, Brown played 11 minutes of the whole quarter. That was almost situations like, Hey, let's like, let's get one of those guys like 
on the bench here just because like I know you need them out there, but like they're they need to like recollect themselves and like get their head on straight rather than you know watching the same thing happen over and over. Totally, absolutely. But that's also that's an email problem. Yeah, it's an email. That's an email. Right and, and 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 it's not like it's you know, I think he pulled the right lever playing uh Neesmith. I think honestly it was the only option. It was him or Fitz or even Stauskas, you know, you could say, but Fitz completely unproven. Uh, Stauskas, an absolute. Yeah, they're just not going to, right, like, they've yeah. been around all year. Like, they're not going to get the minutes in that spot over Neesmith. Exactly. And and you're absolutely right. Neesmith's been around, right? And we all know his flaws. We all know he, he kind of can't play. <laughs> <laughs> Blocks notwithstanding. Um, but that's a, that's an email problem because you put him in this situation and it's an impossible ask, right? Soak up some minutes so Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can, um, you know, can get some rest in the biggest series to date. And guess what? I didn't play you for the second or the last quarter of the season, even in games that, you know, we were the Celtics were up big and they he could have gotten some minutes, meaningful minutes, and ch- tested it out. Ime didn't play him. So it's like, this is definitely like, that's an Ime problem. And I was actually more mad at him last night in the third quarter because I feel like they didn't respond. And when you don't respond, that to me, that's a coaching problem. It just is. The only thing I'll say, though, is it's not like he waited to call timeouts. He called oh, Yeah, timeouts. he was calling timeouts. Just so like, they weren't doing anything. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where in the moment I was like, I was pissed. I was like, what are we doing here? Like you're getting, you know, out coached, you know, obviously the, the heat made great adjustments in halftime and just started playing harder and you guys didn't match it. And obviously they're not listening to you. And then I realized like, you know, I slept on it and I was like, no, nah, he, he, what is only so much he can do. Like they just, they, they, they absolutely quit in that third quarter and they just stopped playing. And by the time they decided that, Hey, let's try to make a run, which by the way, they cannot do. You can come back against so many teams. You're not going to come back against this Miami team. They're too well coached. They're too uh, smart with the ball. And they're they're Honestly, they got shooters, you know, yep. Gabe Vincent. I couldn't believe could shoot as well as he can. And he's not going to do it for the whole series, but he can still shoot. Right. So uh, by the time they started to care again, it was way too late. So, right. Cause I mean, Miami's, Offense was in rhythm there. And again, I think you just saw like what just what, what a Celtics defense looks like without a Horford and, and Marcus Smart and with their stars on tired legs. And that's just, it looks like last year's defense, which totally. was like, you know, middle of the road and certainly can be exposed badly against a Heat team that, you know, is hitting their pressure points and has, you know, Jimmy Butler um, in that kind of a groove. So, yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things where, and you, you, do you like the fact I was like in real time, I was kind of shocked that, you know, Ime went for it until the very, I know he like pulled, like he almost pulled the plug a couple of times in the fourth quarter. And you almost wonder like, Ooh, should you, should you just take in those minutes for like Brown and Tatum and like, and just like bag them. Or it was the fact that they like, Hey, yeah. Like guys, we can, if we don't melt down, we're okay here. If as long as we don't dig ourselves 20 point holes, like I mean, we'll see, how it plays out or we'll see if like smart how soon i assume smarts can be available you know if not for game two definitely for game three horford who knows at this point you know when he'll be available but 
Um, the fatigue thing is obviously has to be looked at even more closely now with just the team circumstances. Totally. And so I'm hoping that the fatigue that we saw was more perception than reality. Cause I mean, these, all these guys are young, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean right. Save for Horford. So I'm hoping that what looked like fatigue to us and would have been fatigue for us, you know, mid thirties and washed and out of shape. And these guys are young professional athletes were, was, was hopefully more mental fatigue than physical fatigue. So I'm hoping that we won't, we won't see that kind of sort of effort in game two that they'll sort of bounce back and be able to play all those minutes. Um, but it really goes to show how important a guy like Marcus Smart is. We, we know how, like how important he is for so many reasons, but even if he's just having a bad game, he soaks up minutes, he guards multiple positions. So you can, you know, if Derek White's not playing well, or Pritchard's not playing well, you know, he can soak up those point guard minutes. If backup wings or Jalen Brown isn't playing well, he can soak up the wing minutes. If, if the power forward, you know, if Rob Williams is out, he'll play power forward. So it's just like not having a guy like him and Al, obviously, but not having those guys to just soak up minutes to take possessions. So, so Tatum and Brown can sort of take offensive possessions off and get, and get a, you know, a breath. It was huge. And you really saw it in that third quarter. They came out flat to start and then they could never, they couldn't reach that second gear because they had worked so hard in the first half. And so I, again, I'm hoping it's more mental fatigue than physical fatigue, but if it's physical fatigue and Ime didn't pull them early, then that's a, that's another crucial mistake. I think, because I, I mean, he, sh- I think I tweeted out the third, like at the end of the third quarter, just punt, just punt the game. Yeah. You're already down two guys. They, they never would, right? This is the Eastern Conference Finals. People are too proud. But, like, I but feel like Pop would have punted. <laughs> right. Well, there's punting, and there's also just, like, giving giving them just, like, a, a reasonable blow and then, like, figuring out whether you're still in the game or not. Um, That's fair. But, so, I mean, if you, if you make – if you play Neesmith eight minutes between the third and the fourth quarter – you're punting. You just yeah. are like, well, first half, Neesmith, the first half, Neesmith or second half, Neesmith, because first half, Neesmith was, but I mean, that's a different animal. It everyone, doesn't everything, matter. everything he was can't going score, well man. Yeah. He can't score. No, the best thing about Neesmith is he's active. He's energetic and he, right. he can defensive board. I don't even think he can block shots that well, but he, he doesn't rotate well. He bites on pump yeah. fakes, <laughs> you know, he can't shoot. So like it, it's, you know, and Oh my God, <laughs> that, that poor pass that he said got deflected where he drove from one corner and tried to kick it out uh, down the baseline to Pritchard in the corner. And he threw it in the third row of the baseline, not even <laughs> the sideline. It was just like, bro. Oh, you're just a little, not there. A little too amped up. A little too amped up. <laughs> I don't think he it makes that pass so even if he's calm. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, I'm not the, trying to dump on the guy. But the blocks were nice. Um, the blocks were nice. The blocks were nice. Yeah, I guess th- I think the one guy we really haven't talked about here that's worth talking about more is, is Rob Williams. Um, plus five in 28 minutes. Um, like you said, they made the, they made the adjustment on him in the second half, you know, I think just defensively of just, you know, taking that, taking that pass away. Um, but the fact, and he had a couple like Gabe Vincent had a really couple those strikes like, were those really strips, like that, that has to be yeah, like really crafty stuff by him and, stuff that Rob's going to have to work on in terms of like being aware of that in this series. But 
Um, it does give you like if Horford is going to miss time, like and Rob plays like that, like they sh- they should be okay. Like totally gets back if he can give them you know twenty five to thirty minutes a night of that. Yep. If Rob continues to do that, which he can, because as much as he played, you know, especially that first half, he was like un- untouchable. He can play a little bit better. He can get like a little bit, um, maybe not in the defensive end. He was incredible, but like, you know, he can, um, I think as, as he plays more, he'll have more wind. He'll have, you know, he'll just, he'll play better. I honestly think he'll play better. Uh, You know, bringing the ball down for Gabe Vincent to just pull, he can't, he can't do that anymore. And he knows that. And not for nothing, he shouldn't have gotten those passes. You know, you a few passes that were terrible. They're absolutely terrible. And they like, were forcing it? it to him because it was working in the first half. But of course, Miami, smart team, well coached, they adjusted. Celtics needed to find Derek White in the corner. If Gabe Vincent's going to cheat off or Pritchard or Derek, you know, find the open guy. And even if it's Derek White and he's not a strong shooter, it's a still a way better shot for him to take a corner three than to have Rob have to bring the ball down where he's triple teamed and you know, Rob, as much as he's a, he's a, uh, he's become such a better passer. He still is not, you don't want him trying to pass out of triple teams uh, under the rim. I mean, you saw him try to throw it to Jalen Brown, skip pass to him in like the first half. And it was, it was brutal. You know, he's just, he's just not there yet. So I, you know, those things you can clean up, but they gotta be cleaned up. If, if the Celtics have a chance in the series. They really do. And we're going to talk about potential game two adjustments in a minute here. But first, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Bet Online. And our partners there continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoff odds, Major League Baseball fights, and even some of next season's NFL futures, all on Bet Online, which is your continued sports for all your sports wagering needs, live betting, and some of your Vegas. Favorite Vegas casino games and poker games. Really easy to get started. You can head on over there or use your mobile device to set iron up today and use the promo code CONS50 to receive your 50% welcome, bon- welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's been online where the game starts. Okay, it's, it's going to be kind of tough to figure out what you're adjusting without knowing who's available for game two. Um, I'll say that going in. I do think one thing that happened in the fourth quarter there, as the Celtics were putting that comeback together is, you know, Ime Odoka leaned hard into Peyton Pritchard for obvious reasons offensively in terms of getting something going there when, you know, Tatum and Brown looked like they were really hurting there uh, for uh, that third quarter. But the Heat really went out him defensively, I thought, in the fourth quarter, like putting him in pick and rolls. Again, this is, which is what happens. Like, this is why Peyton Pritchard is not a starting guard in this league right now. But the, the push-pull there of offense with Pritchard versus, you know, the defense of White is going to be kind of an interesting subplot in, for this whole series and for decision-making for, for email on a nightly basis. Yeah, totally. I mean, it is what it is with Pritchard. He's six feet tall, right? And Jimmy – and so if he gets switched on to Jimmy Butler, I actually – you know, I think – I'm sure he, Jimmy only got like six out of his 41 or whatever on Peyton Pritchard. So – I don't want to overreact to it. I think they defended the pick and roll terribly all game, regardless of who the personnel was. So like, I I don't want to overreact to, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler hunting Peyton Pritchard. I think if smart comes back 
it just changes everything, right? You can still find, you can still try to hunt him, but it'll be much harder because he'll be on, you know, Dwayne Dedman or something. So then you got to have, you know, Dwayne Dedman, you know, in the pick and roll is not going to like, it's not going to be able to pass to, to Jimmy Butler to get that switch. So, you know, it's just like, it, I, I think there are ways if smart can come back where you can hide Peyton a little bit better. Um, Peyton then also doesn't handle it as much as he did. He can stand in the corner and shoot the threes or the, you know, the wing extended, like he likes to do. So that would be sort of my only adjustment. I don't want to overreact to the fact that, you know, a, a six, seven, six, eight, all-star really elite shot maker was able to make some shots over, over Peyton Pritchard. What I hope is, you know, reacted to is the fact that Jimmy Butler got so many soft superstar calls. I don't know if it's a Miami thing. It's like a Dwayne Wade honor, like, Oh, at least, you know, in one game, we got to let, we got to give, uh, you know, one Miami player, the Dwayne Wade treatment and just put him at the line for a million times. He shot 18 free throws. He, yeah. he did he, the most he shot in the Sixer series was 12. Like, I know he's a guy who can get contact. I know he's a guy that hunts this stuff and he's elite at it. It's great, but you don't need to give him every soft ticky tack call. Like he's too good. He, you know, he, that was a 30 point game and, and he made some shots. Don't get me wrong. And awesome. Those two blocks were amazing. Like the block yeah. in on Tatum in the corner. And then where he just, he just, you know, Pritchard went up and he just took the ball at the end there on the layup attempt, like amazing stuff, like objective basketball. I loved it. You know, he's going against the Celtics, so I hated it. But objectively, I loved it. You don't, as, as, as a league, as the, you know, as the officials go, you, he doesn't need to get every ticky-tack call going to the rim, especially when the Celtics are going to the rim, they're hammering the rim, and they're not getting the same calls, you know? And that's do you put, do you put smart on him in this series, though? When of he's course, back? Yeah. yeah. Like, if it's like, because I, I feel like Jalen and the, like, in the past, though, they'd, you know, they'd put Oh, as primary defense. Yeah, the primary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, like, not, not just, like, just be like, hey, Marcus. Like, you, you obviously, you'd like to put Marcus, you know, to chase around maybe Max Drews or something like that um, to keep him, you know, just when you're matching up the starting five. But, like, I don't know, with the more, – even more in the three throws, the way Jimmy Butler, like, with Jalen Brown, like, not boxing out, like, the way he had five offensive mm-hmm. rebounds. Jimmy, so, he like, that was the beginning of the third quarter there when he just, like – was just outworking him down low for that. And that's a thing where like smart, like he will at least won't let that happen. Definitely not. It's, like a good, it's a really good point too. And, and hopefully Jalen won't let it happen either. Right? right. And that, that goes back to him just being in that fog because he was not only was he not boxing out, but if you like, as soon as the ball up, if you looked underneath Jimmy Butler was already in position, not even yeah. touching Jalen Brown, not even, not even boxing him out. He didn't even have to, he was just, he, he had better positioning. And so I, I expect, again, basketball one-on-one stuff, that stuff to be cleaned up for game two. And so that's what gives me a little bit, you know, like, again, I don't want to overreact because Jalen was so bad. You know, I, I don't mind if Smart is back and is the primary uh, defender. Sure, he defends him well. He gives up height, but like, he, you know, he just defends him well. He's the defensive player of the year. So if you want to switch that up, I have no problem with that. I, I don't think Struess is going to beat you. They actually defended Struess in the first half. Amazing. Great. Yeah. Struess looked like he was, didn't belong out there with the way they were defending him. And then he, you know, he got it through them. Uh, like everyone did on the, in the heat, like Gabe Vincent, all those guys really, once Butler got going, it was kind of just 
everyone fell into place after that. So, yeah. And like they, Tyler, Tyler Hero is what, who really kept them alive in the first half. Cause he just was, came into the game and gave them something when no one in the starting five was, uh, was doing anything against the Celtics defense early. Totally. And so I think one of the things they did really well in the first half was they brought Bam out enough. So he couldn't protect the rim because they kept throwing lobs to Rob. Right. right. And so, and so if Bam isn't, isn't stuck to, if Bam is stuck to Rob, that opens up the lane and Struess and Hero can't guard Tatum. They, they can't guard Brown either, but Brown was just so terrible that it didn't matter. But they can't, they, they absolutely cannot guard Tatum. So those kind of things, if Rob is effective and he's, you know, pulling Bam out, then, then the Celtics are going to be fine. You know, the problem is fine means in it at the end. They could still lose these games by a point or oh, yeah. two. That's the frustrating part. You know, this series, I thought, you know, I just didn't think my, when in the beginning, you know, two days ago, when we knew Smart was like, yeah, he's got a foot problem. He's going to miss game one. I think he'll be back for the rest of the series. That's just how it's been, right, with Marcus Smart. He has a thigh contusion. He gets one game off and then he's fine for the rest of the series. So I think that's going to happen. But when they, when they lost Horford too, like, uh, you know, Full strength. I think that this is a five-game series. Celtics have the horses. They're playing really well, and Miami just is as good and well coached as they are. They just couldn't match up. I really, I really thought that. Now it's it's a dogfight. It's going to be a seven-game series. It, it you know unless the Celtics fold, and I don't think they will. I, I think the Celtics have shown they can bounce back, especially in the postseason. This postseason, so I just. I don't think they'll fold, but it, it's it's rough not having two of your rotation guys. It just changes everything, you know. Yeah, no, there's no question about that. And so, yeah, it's it was without them, it looked like shades of 2020. And until they, like you said, they've they've shown the resiliency this postseason. They haven't, I mean, they haven't won lost two games in a row for their regulars since January, which is absolutely wild. Yeah, but um, again, this if. I assume one of those guys is going to be out for game two. Um, it's got to be Horford. I mean, if you read the tea leaves, if you, yeah. so we, we, we texted about this, right. And you, you haven't, you haven't dug anything up yet. I haven't dug anything up yet, yeah. but I assume like based on how this has been handled, like from what I've talked to people, like nothing has changed about NBA protocols. So he's probably going to need to, assuming he's positive, he's going to need two negative tests yep. to, to play. And I mean, yes, that could happen today which is Wednesday and tomorrow, Thursday before the game time, the odds of that happening based on how like guys like Steve Kerr was out for a while, like Zach Levine, et cetera, who have tested positive during postseason. Like it, I feel like it's. You'd be out for the whole series. Like you can just be out for 30 days. (laughs) Right. I think there's probably, I think the NBA does, they change it to allow some like leeway if you're still testing positive after, but in order to get to that point, you'd miss like three games probably. To the, well, yeah, if it's like, five days, right? So the yeah. CDC says five days, and if right. say let's assume they're going off, you're absolutely right. He'll at least miss the first three games, which right. is unless awful. he gets two negative. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, and I don't know how much the rules change for asymptomatic. If he stays asymptomatic, right? Um, but that's something that, um, yeah, like it's it's you you wondered if this would come into play in one of these series, um, and now it has, and I mean. It, it is what it is. And it's um, the Celtics. It's one more thing for them. They're going to have to deal with. Totally. And, and, and listen, 
they don't have Lowry. Like right. they don't not, they're not a hundred percent. They got guys out like, you know, C- Caleb Martin played well, but he's hobbled too. So I'm not trying to, you know, they didn't have to face Middleton. So like, I'm not trying to like, woe is us. It just, it just means that like Tatum and Brown have to reach another level, which is actually kind of, it's kind of uh, encouraging because Jalen Brown, like if you look at the box score, you're like, Oh, he played. Okay. No, he didn't. He played so badly. So like he's, I just, I can't, if Jalen Brown is going to play that badly for the rest of the series and he's not the guy we think he is. And he, and to me, he is that guy. So he's not going to play that badly. So, you know, I'm actually feeling better. I just think every one of these games, if, if, if these guys, if, if the Celtics don't get smart and Horford back, they won't have a blowout. They just won't like they, they, these are going to be dog fights to the end. And that's, that's hard to do, man, especially against a, a dog fighting team like the Miami Heat. Yeah. Well, we'll be on top of it all series long here at the Winning Place Pod. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Um, you guys have been listening a ton. We really appreciate it. Brendan Jackson, make sure you're following him on Twitter at Jack S-O-B-D. Um, he will be continuing to fire out the hot takes all series long. <laughs> and I we'll know. be um and we'll be continuing to check in with you jacks as the series rolls on here as well and um yeah how 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 did the sleep go last night uh well after any game win or loss i have to detox with like i don't know the office or 30 rock it's (laughs) like i can't i just gotta stop thinking about sports you know what i mean it's just too much like I didn't even care. It's so weird for, for years. I just like, didn't even really care for some reason. And maybe it's cause it's like, they actually have a chance, like a real chance this year. Like, God, the stress, my heart, my heart, like can't take it. I'm fanning out like crazy is I don't like it. I don't want to be a fan. <laughs> well, eight forty five starts the rest of the way. So get, oh, get, get pumped, get pumped. Everyone, everyone wishing they would live on the West coast for these late starts, but uh, Jack, thanks again for coming on. We'll talk to you and we'll talk to everyone else later this week. Thanks, Pete.